I think the first six months is so important. I right. mean, you're, you're right on. And, and, and the, the issue becomes is that the, we know the more that diversity gets compromised, the more, mm-hmm. if you're a C-section baby, if you're not breastfed, you aren't given the microbiome or the beneficial flora that really dictate what's going on with your immune system today. Right. And then it's going to play out in the future. For example, you talk to a pediatrician and they'll go, oh, yeah, diaper rash, you know, ear infections, eczema, allergies, behavior as, issues, uh, behavioral right. issues, asthma, autoimmunity. That's a lineage that goes on. Just like you said, we give children these foods too early. Too their early. immune system starts to react. I'm Dr. Nick Delgado with Dr. James Lavelle. You have this incredible information that relates to mood, to energy, to uh, weakened immune system, to allergies, fatigue. I mean, there's a whole school of information. And you're sharing with the doctors here about the gut and the brain connection. Tell us about that. How could your viewer here get an insight as to maybe some of their problems are something they can correct? Let's, oh, let's go over this. Absolutely. I mean... Uh What's interesting, right? We, we think about the gut and we think about the brain and we go, wait a second, my belly's down here and my brain's up there. How right. do they work? How's right. that working together? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it wasn't too far you know, back that we figured out that there's an enteric nervous system. There's a nervous system that connects the brain to the gut and literally mm. the chemistry of your gut can influence the way you think and feel, both from the standpoint of... Do I feel anxious? Do I feel nervous? Do I feel depressed? Am I thick-headed feeling? Right? I always ask people in you know clinic, do you feel like you're pushing a thought through Jello? Right? Yeah. And which is the, one of the most classic things that a patient would go. You know what? That that is me. My my processing speed's gone away. I don't think clearly. A lot of times that's rooted in the immunologic drive in the gut, meaning that you're eating foods. Maybe maybe you're eating foods that you think are healthy, mm-hmm. but you may have developed an immunologic stress to it, meaning you develop a food allergy or an intolerance. That can happen, though, for a lot of reasons. One could be you were given a lot of antibiotics when you were young, yeah. right? Knocks out the beneficial flora. Now you have a lot of unfriendly flora. You don't control the tight junctions in the gut anymore, and that's a problem because now I, I'm letting things in from my intestine out into my bloodstream that maybe shouldn't be there. Let's focus on that for a moment, because if you have the opportunity to ask your mom and go, hey, was I breastfed for at least one or two years, or was I given formula, or did you think it was kind of cool, little Johnny, let's give him a little bit of you know weed or a little bit of meat, and then something happens. The body views those as foreign proteins, right? That's and exactly it may right. set up for life an, an autoimmune or immune response, and uh, it causes problems every time they eat that same food as they grow older. I think the first six months is so important. I right. mean, you're, you're right on. And, and, and the, the issue becomes is that the, we know the more that diversity gets compromised, the more, mm-hmm. if you're a C-section baby, if you're not breastfed, you aren't given the microbiome or the beneficial flora that really dictate what's going on with your immune system today. Right. And then it's going to play out in the future. For example, you talk to a pediatrician and they'll go, oh, yeah, diaper rash, you know, ear infections, mm-hmm. eczema, allergies, behavioral, as- issues. Uh, behavioral right. issues, asthma, autoimmunity. 
that's a lineage that goes on. Just like you said, we give children these foods too early. Too their early. immune system starts to react. They don't have good biodiversity, meaning that maybe their mother was under a lot of stress sure. when they were being carried in the womb, or maybe the mother was overfed or underfed. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of issues that go into that first you know, year of life and, and it's all important aspects of breastfeeding, natural childbirth versus cesarean. And the other thing to keep in mind is that stress does an elegant job of doing the same thing to your microbiome that eating poorly does. And a lot of us don't realize that when you get stress, mm-hmm. and it could be good stress, right? Successful business or, you know, you're, you're moving towards something or getting a degree, but you're studying 18 hours a day to get it, right? But you're right. excited. The reality is your body doesn't know how to necessarily interpret that. And when your brain gets triggered for the HPA axis, or the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, the hypothalamus, which is your master circuit board, tells your nervous system to release more adrenaline. And when you release more adrenaline, that sends a message through the enterochromaffin cells. That's a big term, but Mm -hmm. it's the cells of the enteric nervous system, right? It's the cells that are telling us you have to release more histamine. You have to release more corticotropin releasing hormone, more cortisol. The problem with that is, mm. is that the mast cells releasing that histamine in the intestine cause the gut to get leaky. So you you may have never had an antibiotic. You were breastfed. You were you were breastfed for a year and a half. You had a perfect natural childbirth. Your mother was wonderful and fed you perfect food your whole life. But then you became a very stressed out executive. And you begin the cascade of immune disruption in your gut that then leads to further disruption and disorders such as autoimmunity and you know cancers and other kinds of chronic illnesses. Cardiovascular disease, perfect inflammatory program going on in your body then. It's interesting. Uh, I go back 38 years and uh, my son uh, was being breastfed and he was crying and colicky. And I suggested to my wife at that time, I said, you know, maybe it's the milk you're drinking that's somehow going through, you know, your breast milk and affecting him. And she looked at me and says, oh, that can't be. It's, it's, it's impossible. So I took her to Dr. Paul Fleiss, pediatrician, USC, UCLA professor. Uh, and I said, you know, is this possible? Because my son, he's crying all day. And he looked at her and he goes, yep, you've got to stop drinking milk. And she looked at him like, what? And she stopped and his caulk went completely away. Wow, so, so the mother's diet, and let alone they're part of their body when, when they're going through the whole embryo phase. So there's a number of things that are coming into the body and we need to learn to detoxify, we need to use a metabolic code. Tell me about how do we help these people because we're all uh, you know, at risk and all having challenges at various times during life and as we get older, it's not getting better, it's becoming more difficult, isn't it? Well, I think it is. I think it's getting difficult because not only with age but with the environment, right? As we look at the amount of environmental contaminants, uh, whether you look at pesticide sprays, herbicide sprays, you know, these chemicals are continuing to, you know, grow exponentially in our environment and our exposure. And so it, it certainly becomes important for us to understand it, not just for us as we're aging, but, you know, for younger people as well, they're going to have to participate in understanding about their health right. uh, because this, this issue isn't going to go away anytime soon. It's a, it's a beautiful, flowery thing to think about. 
the evil of pesticides. And, and I'm obviously very much pro-organic, understand GMOs and right. get that. But there's a part of the real world that we have to say, what are we dealing with today? Right. So what are some key things you can do? The first thing I think is so important is a lot of people have gone paleo today, right? It's a paleo diet, right? Right, right. And which it makes sense for people to go on a low carbohydrate, low refined sugar diet because our insulin receptors are so stressed out. But the issue is, is that you still need that resistant starch. So right. I, I think it's really important that people every day understand the value mm-hmm. of prebiotics, mm-hmm. resistant starch, mm-hmm. and taking beneficial flora is a way to guard against the microbiome and the immune system getting disrupted. So there's an easy one right away. And you don't have to just take that in a pill. You can eat fermented foods, right? You can mm-hmm. eat sauerkraut. You can eat other fermented vegetables. Um, kimchi. Kimchi. It was it's just a great way to go, right? <laughs> right. And, and so, but you can think of strategies that you can incorporate into your lifestyle. Exercise improves the microbiome if you don't over-exercise, right? So there's people that over-train mm-hmm. and then they compromise their immune system. So I usually tell people, you know, for the average person, if you're not going to be competing, mm-hmm. why don't you try 45 minutes, four or five times a week, Get your heart rate up to about 60%, maybe peak to 70%. Mm-hmm. Add some high intensity in with it. And, and that's the type of training that actually has been shown to be beneficial to regulating immunity, creating an immune homeostasis. So I like that. And right. I, I like getting people to understand the value of fiber and the value of prebiotics and the value of probiotics. And then once you get past that, how do, else do we help people? Well, we need to find a figure out where is that individual's system at a break point? Meaning, where's the weak link? You know, mm-hmm. you've been doing this a long time, and you know that mm-hmm. somebody comes in, you, you listen to them for 15 minutes, you can go, oh, I got it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I understand that we need to work on their gut first. They're a food allergy person, and we got to work with that. Or mm-hmm. it's a cortisol-driven person mm-hmm. who's got low thyroid, and so now they're tired and they're sluggish and they're stressed out, and their blood sugar's off, so they're gaining weight, and they don't know why. Right. Oh, wait, that's that type of a person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they combine and have both kind of groups of issues. Both cellular energy is disturbed right. and their immune system is disturbed. And, you know, that's most people, right? I mean, they're, that, that's where they're at, especially once they get past the age of 50. So it takes a lot of retrenching, right? A lot of work. Right. Right foods and uh, right decisions about your chemistry. You mentioned resistant starches. Could that include uh, squash, uh, purple sweet potatoes, regular yams? Um, are these some of the better ones, high in fiber, some of the blue zones? That's what they eat, right? A- absolutely mm-hmm. excellent sources of resistant starch. Or green bananas. Okay. A green banana is 35% resistant starch. Okay. So as long as that banana is green on the mm-hmm. end and you open it up and it's not turned all into sugar, mm-hmm. you eat that banana, mm-hmm. almost half of that banana is resistant starch. Okay. And I like using strategies. I'll use things like white, white bean extract. I mean, I'll use oh, white yeah. bean extract to help reduce the glycemic index of starches people are eating. Because once again, I was lecturing in front of 250 docs uh, just for the pre-conference event, and I mm-hmm. asked a very simple question. I said, we're all here for integrative health, and we all get the, the value of diet, and we're all eating right. Mm-hmm. How many of you have been able to avoid eating a cupcake, a piece of cake, mm-hmm. a Danish, a bagel, a cookie for the whole last year. Whoa. 
the whole year. No, that's well. I mean, we hear this all the time. Absolutely. Worse, you could ask that same question the last week, (laughs) or even let's let's be honest, the last day. I mean, I walk by, see what the docs are eating, and I see the result. Right. Right. So they're addicted too, right? Is there some addiction going on with with the gut and the hormones? That's so important to bring that up. It is. Mm -hmm. It was funny. Is is like Mm -hmm. that closing thought is I only had two doctors raise their hand and say the whole year. The whole year, I did not have any of that. And you know what I told them? No. I have a psychiatrist outside <laughs> right, yeah, right? Because right, you know, right. you're a little OCD if you accomplish that. You know, right, yeah. you know, grateful for their dedication. Right. So there is an addiction issue. That there's, there's all, so there's an addiction issue going in a couple of, of ways. Right. First of all, when you're stress eating, mm-hmm. typically your dopamine cascade is off. The reward cascade's compromised. Mm-hmm. That could be genetic, right? That's, that's related right. to the alcohol genes, right? There right. are a lot of people with those. And so when you get under stress... Not only does the potato chip taste good, you want to rub it on your head, and then you want to, you know, figure some way that you can lick the inside of the bag out, right? right. <laughs> and uh, that is when we know our dopamine's compromised. Right. Um, but the other important thing that you brought up, mm. it's that aspect of when our hormones in our gut aren't telling our body we're satisfied, mm-hmm. the only other answer they have is you need to eat more. Yeah. And you need to eat more because there's not enough energy being provided to the brain. Right. And that and, and once again, there's there's two ways your body makes energy. You either make thirty-eight molecules per mole of, of ATP, you know, when you take in your carbs, right. or you make two. And when you're insulin resistant and your thyroid hormones are not functioning correctly, you make two. So basically you make nineteen times less energy. What is your brain going to tell your gut, and what is your gut going to tell your brain? I'm starved. I'm hungry. Feed I'm me. starved. What and are look you at doing? the person that's starved, right? You go to a, you go to the buffets. The person that's eating there doesn't look starved. No, but their brain. Yeah. Between the ghrelin, um, excessive ghrelin that gets released, mm-hmm. um, not enough GLP-1, so you know, obviously a hormone that's responsible for insulin and, and also regulating satiety to a certain extent and mm-hmm. how well you're going to utilize glucose. These are big, important things that are coming from the gut because I think a lot of people think, hey, if I'm having a regular bowel movement every day, mm-hmm. that means my gut is fine. And well, the- it should be four bowel movements a day, really, <laughs> exactly. after every meal, correct? <laughs> yep, exactly. But you know what most people get? Mm. They're happy with one, right? right? That's right. the norm. That's right. The established norm is, oh, yeah, every morning I have a bowel movement after a cup of coffee. Well, why do they have telephones in the bathroom and, and magazines? I mean, <laughs> they plan to spend a lot of time because it's all packed up there. Exactly. Yeah, Dr. Burkett spoke about this years ago. He said 100 grams of fiber a day. They would eat. They'd, they'd squat down. Boop, gone, and on on their way, not sitting straining on the stool. And then straining causes other problems. Oh, Diverticulosis, uh, hiatal hernias, pushing the pressure up, uh, varicose veins, a, a lot of host of, of problems, right? Yeah. In Western world that weren't present in primitive times. That was that whole uh, concept for me that I think is real important getting across the docs. you got to get the resistant starch in. Yep. Get it in from foods. Eat the fibrous vegetables. Mm-hmm. Add the flaxseed meal. Mm-hmm. Get the organic flaxseed. Get chia seed. Get hemp seed. <laughs> Whichever one you have a right. political or social agenda with, right. take get that one right. and use that. Because everybody's different, right? You hear all sure. flaxseed's toxic. Oh, no, it isn't. Look at all these good studies. Mm-hmm. My point is that for the most part, I know when people take in fiber like what you just said, 100 mm-hmm. grams a day. If I can get people to 50 grams a day, it changes their right. life. Right, right. And most people don't know. When I, when I show a doctor, because uh, we do a lot of education on nutrition, mm-hmm. what is a serving of a, a fruit or a vegetable that gives you fiber? And they see, oh, my gosh, it's a 
it's a cup raw. Uh-huh. That's only two grams of fiber, and right. it's supposed to get to fifty. Yeah, right. Well, we better start thinking about how else we get it into. Well, even a bowl of salad is, is a few grams of, of fiber. Exactly. They're totally not getting the sufficient so, fiber. And and the, and the problems that really start to come up is is when I when I don't have enough fiber. The beneficial flora can't be fed, right? And when the beneficial bacteria can't be fed and then make butyrate, you have the short chain fatty acids. Mm-hmm. That's when the mucosal barrier sheds. So you get mucosal barrier shedding. Uh, the repair rate isn't enough. Mm-hmm. The, that mucosal barrier gets leaky. And I actually showed a picture that just came out of an epithelial cells where the mucosal layer is separating, and you can see the leaky gut in that picture. Wow. So it was an X-ray. It was kind of a, you know, it's actually an X-ray. It was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. Well, you, you basically described what I call slim blend protein. I, I created as the core to supplementation 30 whole uh, food greens and fibrous, uh, about 8 grams per scoop to get two scoops. That's, they're already at 16 grams of fiber. That's great. Uh, it's got uh, 12 grams of, of plant-based protein, highly absorbable, gluten-free, dairy-free, probiotics in it. I thought... Someone's got to have a starting of a complete meal because people don't go to the grocery store. They don't buy all these things and put them together. So supplementation has its place. I would never say the supplement replaces good whole eating, but there's a place, and we've got to optimize people, get them used to taking and measuring their whole body biome, right? So the gut, it all gets starts with the gut. It starts with what you choose to put in your mouth, right? right. And that affects your behavior, your thoughts, your moods, your hormones, every aspect of life. Without a doubt. And I mean, then you, you complicate it, obviously. Say you do end up with a chronic infection, right? Now, right. all of a sudden, that chronic bug starts to change your microbiome, and then all of a sudden you're noticing yourself being anxious or being nervous, right. and it can be driven by this complex interaction between the immune system, your microbiome, and a foreign invader, a pathogen, that is now trying to take control, and it becomes a neighborhood war, and, uh, and, and that's really important for people to understand. You have to actively work at maintenancing your health, right. and I love when people take um, powders because yes. they get the fiber, they yes. get they get predigested protein mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that their body doesn't have to work as hard to use. Right. Because it, because once again, your microbiome makes a lot of the amino acids that your body needs. Right. And if you're in a transition state, you're not getting those amino acids. It's affecting your your whole enzyme system and chemistry. Tremendous. Dr. James Lavelle, uh, what's the website? How do we reach you and uh, get more information? So you can uh, go on my website, uh, jimlavelle.com, or you can go to metaboliccode.com, which is our software analytics and our program that uh, that we've developed for physicians. And that software analytics, in a, a brief summary, how does it help the physician to address the patient's needs? Well, uh... You do a questionnaire, you put in biometrics, and then you put in lab analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lab analysis gets you know, entered in through what's called a health information exchange, so it's automatically downloaded. And uh, it prints a report that shows a vectoring of where the biggest problems are, and we break that down into these triads, or basically these functional units. Mm-hmm. It's basically creating granules for systems biology. So we have color-coded systems biology approach that te- it acts as a guide, literally, for the doctor to go, here's what your lab says, here's what your questionnaire says, here's where your biggest w- weakest link is. It's your adrenals, it's your thyroid, it's your pancreas, it's your gut. Mm-hmm. It gives you a score, okay. and then it tells you what to do to correct it, 
and then it gives the patient an explanation of what their adrenal glands are, mm -hmm. what their pancreas is. So it's, it's really the first um, systems biology cloud-based platform mm -hmm. with some 4,000 rules and 12,000 attributes to it. Perfect. Thank you, Dr. James Lavelle. Sure. Hi, Dr. Nick Delgado here. Please give us a review on iTunes, and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be EstroBlock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power & Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com, and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.